Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 111 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto episodes 128 through 131, where Sasuke looks like Two-Face, Flashback No Jutsu is at its strongest, and your special eyes can get more special if you murder your best friend. Look at me. Look at me with your special eyes. My bride! to look at you, because you are my best friend, and I don't want you to be taking any bad advice from this show. My bride! No! (laughs) Let's jump in. All right, man. So, hey, everybody. It's uh, it's been a long time since uh, since we actually had we had a conversation on uh, the show. Uh, since then, yeah. the world has ended. Uh, so, welcome to the apocalypse. Um, so, uh, you remember pretty... that time in uh, an episode or two ago where we were like, coronavirus is no big deal, and now we're just like, the world's over. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, Okay, I haven't re-listened to what we said, so maybe we put our foot in it and made asses of ourselves, but I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure our argument was people are overreacting and not getting their information from reliable sources, which I actually doubled down on that argument on my solo episode, uh, which is to say... The news is a little sensationalist, even if it's presenting proper and correct information. It is often presenting it in a way that tries to get your attention, and a really quick, easy, tried-and-true way to get your attention is to insinuate something dire. And there Mm. was a lot of that going on, and people went kind of nuts. And honestly, it was a little understandable if you take the news at face value, and if I recall, our argument was that this is not as serious as it seems. If all you're doing is reading the news, you should pay attention to the actual like scientists whose job is to give you the correct information and not give you a story. And so that's what I said last time. And I I hope that's what we said the previous time. Uh, because that was how it felt to me, but maybe we didn't. Maybe we were assholes. So sorry if we were assholes. Yeah. Whatever, man. I'm sitting on my throne of toilet paper over here, and nobody can tell me <laughs> any differently. This is like uh, like when that uh, horrible dude from Mad Max Fury Road had all the water, and all the people were like down there trying to get the water, except this time it's toilet paper instead of water. Water is next. Yeah. So, uh, a couple of things from online people, because I'm adding this in. Whenever you talk to us, I'm going to talk back to you. Um, so, the first That's not a thing, forever thing in case we get, like, really huge and people are talking to us all the time, but you know what it is. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, um, so, uh, first and foremost, um, I wanted to say that we have a new listener that is talking to us a lot. Hello, David. Uh, David has been chatting with us and pointing out some really cool stuff. Um, one of the things that he said on there um, was, in case anyone is interested, you can pick up Soul Leader Manga at Chapter 38. It picks up directly after the Battle for Brew, introduces Joe, who is brought to Death City for very different reasons, um, which is a really interesting thing, and I am so happy that they brought that up. Um, the next thing that I wanted to go over is a lot more sad 
um, which is the uh, the unfortunate final announcement from Anime Central letting us know yeah. um, that Anime Central got canceled this year. Um, it's very, very sad that that happened. Uh, we we really, really understand where they're coming from. I've posted that, uh, that we, we understand where they're coming from, but it still sucks. Um, I will say uh, the biggest thing out of all of this, though, I know people are affected that are working on Anime Central. I know that it's a really big deal for them. Um, but uh, if you are anybody who understands the um, the con scene, a lot of people build their entire years around the con schedule, especially artists and vendors. Um, if you know somebody who is an artist or vendor, if you are a fan of fan art, um, if you are an artist yourself, support, support, support those people. They are still online. They are still selling stuff um, online. Um, uh, a bunch of the vendors that we followed that we got the chance to interview at Anime Central last year um, and at KumariCon, uh, I've been trying to post their stuff as much as possible on our Twitter page. Um, just to let people know that it's just like support. And I said a very uh, uh, unfortunate thing on this, which is I, I posted immediately after I saw it went down. I was like, support con artists. And then I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be convention artists. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, just just reiterating what Spencer said, we have done interviews and stuff with creators of of um, different artwork and stuff that you can get at conventions. So if you are interested in that and you don't know anything about it, or if you want to see who we've talked to, um, Spencer has been posting about that. It's also on our YouTube page, I believe. And um, if you are an artist or a creator, or you know one, either personally or just someone you've done business with that you liked or somebody whose work you really respect, and you would like to uh, have us promote their work, like let us know. And we are probably down for that. I don't want to make, I don't want to overly promise because I don't want to like put. No, in, I'll like, post everything, man. I'll post, I don't want to do I'll, like I'll, body pillow porn necessarily, but like, you yeah, know. Yeah, but like, if you're doing true artwork that is not like porn related, then we're <laughs> totally down to post about it. Yeah. Um, so, so we, the, uh, you know, it's a, it is a time of coming together. And Spencer and I are the type who tend to gravitate toward coming together in the artists community anyway. So if we can help uh, put your, put your work or put your name out there at all, uh, please let us know because we are totally into that stuff. Yeah. Um, the next thing on here is an amazing video that I don't know if you've seen yet, um, but you need to go on there because Brady Johnson sent us uh, a compilation played at the same time, removing all filler um, inside of the, the Hunter x Hunter uh, fight at where it's it's like real time as it's happening after the 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 dragon falls um and what? it is amazing Wait, yeah you... so it's it's all four of them playing at the same time it's the palace invasion in real time everything at once oh, with oh, oh. moving all of the filler and so that's okay. so it's four of them playing at the same time. So you can like watch each one of the different screens. I watched it four times. Cause I was like, this is amazing. Um, and each one of them is removed all of like the inner dialogue. So you don't have any of that. It's just played at real time. And I was like, Oh, this would be a great episode instead of 20. Okay. Episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that, uh, that sounds really interesting. Where, where was that posted? He posted. I posted. Or he posted on Twitter. 
uh, targeting us, and then I retweeted it. So it's on okay. Twitter. I'm um, trying to be better at Twitter, but it's slow going because I just don't like it. Yeah, I'm trying to get better at it, and I feel like I'm getting better at. It. I'm having more conversations with people that are anime fans, which is a good thing. Um, yeah. you know, connecting with our community. Um, I have had a, a couple of slap fights with somebody, and this is a this is one that came up really recently, which was uh somebody posted they were like they were like the best anime uh antagonists of all time, and one of them they they put on this guy from Berserk that I I don't care about Berserk. Um, but they also used Mirawim as one of like the worst, best antagonists of all time. And my response was like, no vicious, no eyes and no Frieza question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently reading the Frieza arc and Dragon Ball Z is extremely simple and people shit on it for that, but it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, Freeze is a great antagonist, and yeah. like a lot of a lot of people kind of sweep it under because they're just like he's not as badass as like future antagonists. Yeah, like, yeah, it's because Frieza was a long time ago inside of anime history, right? Um, well, and it, I grew up on Naruto and Bleach and shows in that era where characters tended to have slightly more complicated motivations, other than simply "I am stronger than you." And uh, and their powers tended to be specifically varied. Actually, there's a I, the I'm reading through the Ginyu Force right now, so the there there's actually more power variants than I kind of remembered or gave credit to Dragon Ball Z, but it's still pretty limited and pretty simple, mostly to you know hyper speed, able to fly martial arts and yeah. energy beams, and you yeah. know it, it it like I said, it feels really simple based on a modern storytelling convention but like it is really well done and it's also beautifully drawn like the monk is fantastic yeah i i also had a huge bone to pick with number one the person that responded back to me was like i can't come at on aizen because i haven't read or watched bleach and i was like you need to get on that number one uh because we'll get to that in a minute um but number two <laughs> uh they also said that like vicious wasn't that important i was just like all I wanted to do was punch an air conditioning unit and scream, you don't know what Vicious is. Um, <laughs> because, like, that is that is just, like, it is a mortal sin to me. As okay, somebody me... who has said most of the time that, that you know, Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite animes of all time. And, like, I, I could argue that, yes, Vicious is a less interesting antagonist than, um, you know basically the world around them attacking spike but vicious is also a fantastic villain he's yeah. just so pure evil i think uh it sounds to me based on like how you're recounting this that their argument is essentially that like because of the format of cowboy bebop vicious as a villain is not central to the story in the way that like you know using that previous example that that they also didn't know Aizen is a central villain in Bleach. And the plot is frequently caused by or centered around reacting to Aizen. Mm. And it's true that Vicious is not that in the same way, largely because Cowboy Bebop is set up in a more episodic fashion. And so usually each episode for the most part is self-contained and has its own story that it's telling one at a time and from start mm -hmm. to finish. And so it does not lend itself to an arc villain in the same way that those longer ongoing shows do. Uh, 
but uh, at I the same could... time, it, yeah. Hold on, like, like I would say that Vicious is the perfect, the the perfect foil for Spike Spiegel. Like, not only did they come, were they raised inside of the same syndicate, but they then broke away from each other because of a a love quarrel that threw one of them outside of the syndicate and um and kept one inside of it to rise to power and come back to destroy him because of the love interest returning inside of their lives. He's yeah. a fantastic antagonist. Uh, I would like also I would throw very on very Shakespearean almost. Yeah, absolutely. And I would throw in that who Spike is and what Spike is doing are caused almost exactly directly by Vicious. Oh, yeah. It was caused by him before the story, and we don't see that for a while. And again, yes, Vicious doesn't show up except for, I think, four episodes total, which is easily the most out of anybody that's not in the main cast, uh, but is still not that much in a show that is, you know, admittedly short, but not that short. And so, yeah, if you're looking for somebody who's like the villain who is driving the whole plot. Yeah. He doesn't fit. But as if you're looking for somebody who is a great antagonist, he's a really good candidate. It's like, uh, as, as many of you now know, if you didn't before I read a lot of comics and it's like, like Spider-Man and Batman are both known for having really good rogues galleries. But if you read comics, like these villains come and go and sometimes they're gone for a while but that doesn't make them not a good villain anymore just because they're not directly involved in all these stories. So I would say in that way it is, but I also kind of get where they're coming from. I just disagree with it. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my last thing that I wanted to find on here, um, just because I, I said that we were going to bring it up and I cannot find the tweet for the life of me. Um, well, um, I'm going to tell a little personal anecdote about the coronavirus because uh so we had uh like spencer mentioned earlier anime central has been canceled for this year that is hugely disappointing i was hoping that wouldn't be the case because it's in you know late may but uh at the at the rate we're going it looks like things could still be not quite normal by that time they could be uh it's hard to tell but uh there are definitely some experts that say it wouldn't be that crazy for it to be weird uh, up to and even well past late May. So uh, anyway, um, I I also am really involved with our local community theater here. And we were going to do Cabaret. And I was very excited because that's a big show. And I was really looking forward to being in it. And then Spencer told me that we'd gotten into Anime Central. And it was on one of the weekends of Cabaret. And so I was like, shit, I can't do both. I should probably do Anime Central because that was really good for our show last year. And it's maybe like arguably a little bit more of a unique experience. And so I was with a very heavy heart uh, decided to do Anime Central instead. And then Anime Central got canceled. And I was like, damn it, I could have done Cabaret. <laughs> but uh, I was talking with my friend Nancy, who's actually one of our, our patrons and who I've talked about on the show before, she, who works with the theater as well. And she was like, yeah, it's been pushed back to June and there's a pretty good chance it's going to get canceled. So it sounds like I can't do either of them anyway. Yeah. Okay. So the last one on here is going to be, it, it, it is a really good answer that is additionally from David. Um, David is quickly becoming my favorite, one of my favorite people to talk to on Twitter about stuff because he just tells us things because we're idiots and don't pay enough attention. Well, um, yeah. but 
He wrote, not sure how much it matters, but Palm only infiltrated the area with the human uh, politician. She needed to somehow touch the king to activate her crystal ball ability, so she needed to escape from the politician guy to get further into the palace. At least that much is explained in the manga. I haven't had time to sit and watch the anime yet, so I'm hoping this didn't skip the explanation for you guys. And I, I was I'm like, sure yes. it was explained in the anime, and we just missed it. No, it was not explained in the anime. I went oh, really? back and watched it after he posted this, and I was just like, this makes so much sense. I am so glad you posted this. I would not have read the manga before talking about it on the show again, and it would have continued to bug me. So I am just, I, I am so happy that, uh, that somebody brought this up. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's, say it's still going to continue to bug me. If indeed they did not bring it up in the show, there's no good reason not to, and there are plenty of good reasons too. So if they didn't, then that's stupid, and they should have done that. Yeah. But, you know, Anyways. it's an arc that I feel like has a lot of flaws, and that's not the biggest one. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> also, with all of our... We're, we're going to have to talk about that at, at, at great length at some point once we finish Hunter x Hunter, because... <laughs> I got so frustrated when we were watching the episodes for the last time that I like Googled around to be like, see if people consider the last arc to be a complete falling apart of the show. And yes, some people do. And the people who disagree with them are vehement about how wrong they are and how it is actually the best arc. And so we're going to have to really deconstruct that, but it's going to take a lot of time and we might. Yeah. But to to be fair to it, to be fair, those people that really like that arc for those reasons also believe the Earth is flat. So I mean, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, they there were there are like interesting points points that I disagree with, but uh, interesting <laughs> points that I think would be worth uh, digging into. So you know, uh, I think that's maybe something that we should consider covering as some sort of extended episode or like mini episode of just like having a discussion of that, but that'll be later. And that'll be about Hunter X Hunter. And that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. So um, the last thing that I wanted to go over is actually the biggest piece of anime nudist that is happening. By the way, we're going to get to these Naruto episodes. Don't you worry about it. Um, yeah, but it's but not like I, a ton of content, honestly. It's so little content. It really <laughs> should be a single episode or it should be. I, like, I would say a double. Uh, maybe anyways um so the last piece of news is uh is is not as big as the very last piece of news um so the first one is going to be burn the witch uh burn the witch is done by uh tai kubo um so if you I always thought it was tite kubo is, it, i don't know I, how to say it i'm definitely pronouncing it wrong i just know that it's not titty kubo <laughs> it's not titty kubo but uh now it is will be it, it will be forever Tiny yeah kubo. anyways um, so, uh, burn the witch, uh, is, is a short series that is getting an anime, rep- uh, an ad- anime ap- adaptation of it. When I saw that posted on Twitter, I was like, Oh, cool. Maybe that means that we'll finally be getting. And then I saw right next to it, yeah. that they were like bringing back bleach for the final arc. And I, my brain melted. I was just yeah. like the happiest I've ever been to find yeah. out because this is the best arc, by the way, you this is actually. Yet? It's the best uh, arc. I have read maybe half of it. I don't actually know how far it goes. I've I've gotten into it, but not all the way through it. So it's the uh, best arc, Blake. It's the best arc. I um, I will say this is not necessarily new news. This was on our news list at least since the solo episode I did last week. So a lot of you who keep up with anime news already knew this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, we knew that there was some announcement coming up because this is the twentieth anniversary of the premiere of Bleach. 
and uh, or at least the Bleach anime. I don't remember which. So uh, we talked about that a few weeks ago on our show about how there was a big announcement coming up and how everybody kind of expected but definitely wanted it to be the last arc that didn't get animated getting animated. And so, uh, yeah, we're all getting what we want. And that is big, exciting news. The Bleach anime is uh, occasionally bad, but usually pretty good or at least uh, super passable. And the Bleach story in the same way is usually pretty good and occasionally very fantastic. And uh, it's a it's a pretty fun show. And the focus of the show is really badass fights. And uh, Titty Kubo excels at writing really badass oh fights. Oh my god. Stop That's his saying name. it like that. <laughs> Titty Kubo. So, uh, oh my god. I like... I legitimately, uh, I I don't know if you remember this, um, but uh, I know I texted you and my friend Robert when it happened, but I was reading the manga chapters when they were coming out, and when they got to, uh, oh man, it's such a spoiler, um, cover your ears for the next couple of minutes really quick. Um, Am but, I supposed uh, to do this? <laughs> well... Listeners who have not got called, I'm, I'm no, I'm not going to tell people because like I texted you about it and I know texted Robert about it, but like there is a major character who has a a big giant hole missing from the things that you want from him, and he gives it to you inside of the final arc. And, oh yeah, I remember oh, yeah, you telling you know me about this. About? I oh, I don't I think like, I made it that far, but maybe I did. It's been so long. I like freaked out when I when I was. I was actively reading the chapters when they were coming out. Like, like when they were coming out in Japan, I was reading the chapters every week. Um, and I was like having, you know, like, you know, uh, withdrawals in between. You're like needing to have a lie down out. after the chapter and stuff like that. Yeah. And when, when this chapter finally came through, I just started like furiously texting people about it. Um, <laughs> because it's, it is, it is my favorite, my favorite of all the captains, by the way, it's, he's great. Anyways, well, I uh, love Bleach so much, and I cannot wait to like start watching this. I legitimately think that we should we we might just like cover this as it's coming out because it is that monumental to me. It I love Bleach. I am definitely open to that because I also you know Bleach was one of my formative anime when I was transitioning into like knowing what anime was specifically and seeking it out specifically. Like Naruto and Bleach were my two touchstone anime when I was in high school and like really glomming onto this stuff. So uh yeah, I'm into that. Um well, let me throw we'll, this out there we'll for it out. Let me throw this out there for people listening. Like I've been thinking about like more content for for people that are listening to our show and maybe content that's more like up to date. Um, it let us know inside of uh, Twitter, whatever you want to talk to us on, um, if you would be interested in having us do like a a weekly recap of the episode that was when the new Bleach episodes start coming out. Because yeah, that I would be interesting. Honestly, I honestly was like, we could just start doing this on like YouTube and releasing as a podcast as well of like our, our like live reactions to watching it or like our reaction right afterwards talking about it. Kind of like we did with those episodes when we were, we were watching with the, uh, uh, the R slash anime podcast. Yeah. The, um, promise Neverland episodes that we guest are on. Yeah, that was really fun. I I would be into that. Uh, definitely, I'm I I really really like the format of our show, and it was set up 
for a couple of specific reasons, and I think it hits those reasons really well. But one thing that I think is lacking in our show is we don't get to cover quite as much of the anime world as I would like, and we are not on the pulse of the anime as much as I'd like. And I don't want to turn into like an anime journalist who's on the pulse of everything. Like I don't want to be Mother's Basement. I don't. I just don't want to devote that much time to watching anime. Maybe if my husband was into anime, but he's not. So I, I'm not going to spend a ton of time watching every anime that comes out to form large sweeping opinions about them. Mother's Basement exists, so that is already taken care of. But uh, yeah, I would like to be a little bit more up to date on this or that and to be able to have a little bit more in the, the way of breaking news, uh, except for that one time that we had the uh, accidental breaking news about Fruits Basket. But um you know, like uh, it's uh, it would be a nice thing. And so if you at listening are like, here's a thing that I think they would do really well. And I wish that they did it like, let us know. And uh, we will seriously consider either rolling it into our normal format. Like we have done with the sort of news segments at the beginning or, um, you know, maybe creating extra content based off of that. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're open to it. We're not going to yeah. radically change the weekly podcast formula, but we are open to small tweaks or and adding additional potential additional content. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so with that all being said and our, uh, you know, 25 minute long intro uh, yeah. being done, let's talk about this basically one episode of Naruto uh, yeah. before, uh, before that though, let's get previously on Naruto. Yeah. So Naruto is a long running series and we have reached our penultimate Naruto episode asterisk. And so we have one more episode of Naruto coverage after this. So in something like four weeks, we will be finishing the Naruto series. And this is part one of two of the final sort of story beats, extended battle arc, whatever you want to call it, of Naruto. And that is the clash between Naruto and Sasuke. Um, so I'll get into them in a minute, but this uh, being the second to last is kind of a big event and was really exciting. And I got to say, there's not as much here. This is really more setting up for the final clash rather than part one of the final clash. Yeah. Um, the asterisk that I mentioned also is that uh, anybody who knows anything about Naruto knows that it continues quite a long way past this part in the story. We're really only like halfway done with Naruto. Uh, it continues in the anime in Shippuden. In the manga, it just continues as Naruto. It does a time jump, and I think they changed the color on the bindings of the collected volumes, but that's about it. So uh, Naruto actually continues as a series for quite a while. As an anime, it will change the title. And I think it'll change the streaming platform that I'm watching it on. But otherwise, uh, it'll, it's going to keep going. And uh, we are, well, I, I believe you and I are both intending to keep covering Naruto Shippuden with no break in coverage. Um, so we're kind of done with Naruto and we're kind of uh, nowhere close to being done. All of yeah. that said, Naruto is a world of ninjas. And these are, of course, anime ninjas. So they are people who wear bright colors and jump around in super anime ways doing super crazy anime techniques and uh you know yell really loudly at each other about their feelings and it is not people in dark clothes trying to be sneaky and you know murder and steal and stuff like that so the main character is the titular naruto he's about 12 he is uh one of those really loud kind of obnoxious anime protagonists who is all heart and all determination 
and who really likes to express his feelings and try to get other people to express theirs. Uh, he, he, uh, like maybe the thing he holds dearest in his heart is the village that he comes from and the people from that village. And he's formed a particularly close bond with this other kid named Sasuke. Sasuke was about Naruto's opposite in every way when we started the story. Naruto was bad at everything. Sasuke was really atypically good at everything. Um, Everybody hated Naruto. Everybody loved Sasuke. And Naruto was a terrible student. Sasuke was an excellent student. And so, of course, they got put on the same team and forced to work together. And after a long time, they have come to develop a mutual respect for each other. And some might say a friendship. And they became really close teammates. Uh, Right about the time that happened, Sasuke met somebody else. And (laughs) that person's name was Orochimaru. And Orochimaru is a big villain that... Uh, attacked the leaf village that Naruto and Sasuke are both from some time ago. And uh, in that attack, he uh, gave Sasuke something called a curse mark. And this is essentially a special technique, I guess, that kind of shows up like a tattoo on your skin when you activate it. It allows you to become stronger than you would normally. But there is some nebulous cost, and essentially it makes Sasuke want to seek out Orochimaru so that he can learn how to use it more effectively and seek greater power. Sasuke has a motivation to seek greater power, which is that his older brother, uh, Itachi, uh, murdered his entire family, including the entire extended family. Um, Everybody with the same last name got killed by his older brother Itachi. Sasuke was the only person left alive. And Itachi was like, hey, I'm going to go now. And Sasuke was like, okay, well, I'm going to live my whole life so that I can get strong enough to kill you. And we are going to learn a lot more about that today. Um, And now Sasuke has left the Leaf Village to seek out... Uh, additional training from Orochimaru. Naruto it did not like that, and luckily neither did the village because Sasuke has a special unique technique, and they don't want that falling into the wrong hands. And also just ninja defecting from your villages in general, not a good thing, and you try to get them back. So Naruto and a team of their friends were sent out to get Sasuke back. They all sort of split off one by one to go have fights of their own, leaving Naruto to face off with Sasuke at long last which leads us into episode 128, and uh, I think we're going to do all of these in a lump because they are all kind of a lump. Yeah, so uh, episodes today are going to be 128 through 131. The names of them are A Cry on Deaf Ears, then Brothers, Distance Among the Uchiha, then Father and Son, The Broken Crest, and then The Secrets of the Mangeko. Uh, I think it's, uh, how is it pronounced? Mangeko? I think it's Mangekyo. Mangekyo Shuringan. Um, So so, uh, the first thing that you need to know about these episodes is that uh, in the real time, uh, now time inside of the show, um, Naruto and Sasuke are facing off uh, against each other at the top of this giant river. Um, It's got a huge waterfall that happens right in front of it. And there are two gigantic ninja that are standing across from each other. They're just big, like, statues of ninja standing across from each other um sasuke's on one side naruto's on the other and they're gonna fight each other back and forth a little bit 
Um, and uh, instead of these episodes, the animation quality is going to be what you expect from the show. Um, it's pretty good, um, but get strapped in if you've never seen the next couple of episodes after this one, uh, because the animation quality goes from good to unreal good. Um, yeah, there's there's some gripes about the animation quality in the final fight that I know about, I think, from Mother's Basement, which is a YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. But they, basically, they kind of go off model, which is to say they don't necessarily keep the characters looking exactly right based off of mm-hmm. how they're supposed to look when they're kind of standing still. Um, they mm-hmm. kind of take artistic liberties with it. And I really like it, but some people don't, but I, Spencer and I are going to be on the hype train for that. So if you are not on the hype train, you're just going to need to understand that and push past it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of on the, I'm sort of on the level of, if those characters were drawn in the the way that you wanted them to be drawn, like in the store, but the animation uh, frame rate was the same that they they do the animation frame rate of those episodes, I would love it just as well. There's a reason yeah. why I I recommend to people that are going to start watching anime um, that are maybe people that are just like I don't like normal anime style, and I'm like, look, if you don't like normal anime style, I'm going to give you three animes. Um, these three animes you will love universally, even if you don't love the animation style of it. Uh, the first one is going to be Cowboy Bebop. The second one is going to be Samurai Champloo. Understand that they're the same creators, but they're just that good. Um, and then the last one I'm going to give people is One Punch Man. And the reason why mm-hmm. much, like One Punch Man is just so universally hilarious. I have shown it to so many people that are not anime fans, and they're just like, this is fantastic. Oh, like, that's interesting. Because yeah. uh, yeah. I always wondered how much of that was anime in jokes and how much of it wasn't. So that's interesting to hear that. I, I would oh, I often my- would suggest a longer series as Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because mm-hmm. the storytelling is so strong, but it does have a lot of anime trappings. So yeah. it might be a my- turn off if people aren't willing to push through. My wife is not a huge like anime watcher, um, except for this uh this brief time uh before we had our first kid uh where for like three months she watched all of uh sailor moon um because <laughs> she was like i love sailor moon um and then i showed her a couple of episodes of one punch man and she cackled out loud during the episode where um he like accidentally kills his brother on the wrong shoulder um <laughs> yeah. that's the, the first giant one. man she like she she like about fell out of the chair um because it's it's just the comedic timing is it's so, really funny so funny yeah it's just so good anyways um, um yeah and speaking of the train uh <laughs> I, I alluded to this in my previously on but uh if you are like me and even more so like young me the first time these episodes came up you are going to be really excited about this because Mm -hmm. this has been built up as a big deal. And it is Naruto Mm -hmm. and Sasuke are going to fight and they are going to have a smackdown and it's going to be awesome. And there is going to be high quality animation and dope ass techniques. And it is going to be an event that you should be here for. And these episodes are supposed to be the beginning of that. And they're basically not like technically they do fight each other a little bit but these episodes are not really the fight they don't really start fighting they just kind of trade a few blows 
And most of these episodes, like 98% of the runtime is flashbacks. And it is essentially flashing back to that story of the death of the Uchiha clan that I mentioned in the previously on, but filling in a lot more detail. Yeah. So I would, I would say that for these, for these episodes, the, one of the things to get prepared for is that if you, if you came trying to just watch this fight, um, it's, it's going to go back and forth and you're going to have like some quick blows, quick jabs, a little bit of knockdown, a little bit of cool techniques, but we're not really going to cover those because the real big story here is why Sasuke is the way that he is, what brought him to this point why he decided to be a ninja in the first place and what the hell his clan was doing that caused Itachi to lose his mind and destroy all of them. Um, so that is going to be what's happening in the rest of these episodes is all going to be told in flashback. So with that being said, we learn first of all that Itachi is really good at hitting targets with kunai knives in the woods. <laughs> yeah. He has this uh, technique that I don't know that any other character has ever used, even though it makes a certain amount of logical sense that some other people would try to tr- try to do this, which is he would he will throw one kunai knife and then he will throw a second kunai knife at the first one, but faster and at the angle that he needs to knock the first kunai knife into the target. So he is curving the bullet and uh, doing it in a, a sort of complicated series of mechanical maneuvers. And um, it's uh, cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I think the point is that this is this takes such speed and precision that you have to have an ocular jutsu like the Sharingan in order to pull it off with any kind of consistency or success. But uh, yeah, in, in a world of ninjas, it seems like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> But this is always the technique that they're practicing whenever you see flashbacks of them practicing together. This is the one. Yeah. And so the next thing, the next thing that is going to be happening inside of these episodes is that we're going to learn that Sasuke loves Itachi and Itachi loves Sasuke. This is a very important point inside of the show. It is going to be important inside of Naruto but incredibly important side of Naruto Shippuden. And so yeah, we're going to remember- get a little spoilery here. <laughs> if you yeah. are following along with Naruto, the show, and you have not seen Shippuden, you're probably going to be able to learn or at least insinuate some things that are reveals later on in Shippuden. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things with Itachi that, that, they're just they're so incredibly important that while i was watching these episodes and i was like god i wish that they were the fight the other part of me was just like this is the part of naruto that i don't know if i appreciated the first time as much as i appreciated now after watching the rest of the show yeah and it's just such rich storytelling behind itachi he is yeah. just such a complex character. What's hard for me as somebody who has seen this before is trying to decipher how much of the flashback is cheap and how much of the flashback is good storytelling. Because there are definitely some scenes that we have seen before that play out in the slow pace that Naruto is sometimes known for so that they can fill runtime. Uh, but they, they play out in ways not only with that pacing but in ways that insinuate that you've never seen this before but we have seen 
Sasuke discovering his clan dead and discovering that Itachi did it more than once already. And there is a lot of new information in these episodes, but there's also like the what it's building to is a climax that we have all the information for except one thing. So it's hard as somebody who's watching it again for the umpteenth time to remember which of these things is great for the first time viewer. But it does all tell a full story from one, from start to finish, although uh, maybe not as full of a story as it will eventually be. Yeah. So after this happens, uh, the next thing that is going to be very important inside of the flashbacks, other than the fact that uh, Sasuke and Itachi's dad is just kind of an ass, um, he's just like sort of loves his kids, but also like uh, he's just... He he's, kind of frustrates me at so many turns. Like, he's gruff and he's aloof. He's like, he's, uh, to be fair, okay, so he is a police officer dad. And I kind of like, if I if I put him in the sense like, like Captain Holt's Uchiha dad, um, <laughs> I was, I'm like, that kind of makes sense to me. Um, but at the same time, like, I it, it, it breaks Sasuke so much that Itachi destroys his family and it also makes me wonder if it's not so much that his brother did this and betrayed his family and killed his parents off um and that was so heartbreaking for sasuke or if it's just the fact that his brother betrayed everything that they are and broke his entire world and so it's just like that betrayal from somebody that still loves you because spoiler alert, Itachi spares Sasuke's life and he is the only one that he spares. And the reason why he does that is he, he tells him that it's because he wants him to become stronger and uh, he will, he he's not even worth his time to kill right now because he's not strong enough. Um, that's going to be a little bit of a facade. You'll find out about it later. Um, yeah. But, that there's going to be, it's not necessarily a retcon as much as it is a revealing of new information, but yeah, that will be, you will have a new perspective on that later. But uh, basically, so Sasuke and, Uch- and Itachi are uh, pretty close as brothers, but the problem is that Itachi is also getting older. He is atypically skilled in a way that Sasuke will similarly come to be known. Uh, but Sasuke right now is just kind of a, he, he isn't a particularly skilled kid, as far as we can tell. Um, at least, relatively, he's not particularly skilled. And Itachi is just kind of this genius savant. Everything seems to come naturally and quickly and easily to him. And as such, he is about to go into the police force. Uh, like Spencer mentioned, um, their dad is a member of the police force. And in fact, what we are going to learn is that the Uchiha clan as a whole is the police force like way back when the leaf village was first created the uchiha clan were the ones that were like we're going to create a police force we will populate that police force um and it, it's kind of a little bit less of the beat cop that you might think of uh, of like as like police in our world and a little bit more of like a uh sort of like an action detective i i would say like mm-hmm. almost a special forces team. So maybe maybe kind of like a SWAT team a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, so the next thing that's going to happen inside of this is that we are going to have our first bit of detective work intrigue. Um, Itachi is going to be um, confronted by three of the other Uchiha clan. Um, they are going to uh, tell Itachi that something has happened to somebody that they know. He has been murdered. And they believe that Itachi, working with this person, has murdered this person. So yeah, Itachi was- is going to be claimed that he murdered somebody else. Sasuke is going to immediately react as like, no, this couldn't possibly happen. And uh, Itachi is going to react as somebody that is pretty cool and aloof, but also like almost serial killer level of aloof, which makes you be like, he totally did. Yeah, the, the person <laughs> specifically is named Shisui Uchiha, and there was an event, and I couldn't remember because there's this thing about Sasuke's graduation that they're going to go to, and I thought that was the event, but then I think it wasn't. It was like some sort of meeting, and Itachi didn't go to this meeting of the like higher-ups or like the police force Uchiha or whatever. Shisui also wasn't there. Now Shisui's dead, and they're like, well, you're the only other person who wasn't there, so you killed him, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Itachi is pretty much not giving this the time of day, but they are pretty convinced. And oh yeah, it's reasonably compelling evidence. I mean, I guess it's not evidence, but it's cause for suspicion. And uh, so you know, he he arguably should care about this a little bit more, but um, he doesn't. And Sasuke is like, nah, it, it couldn't be him. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, and then next, the, next they keep on uh, they keep on insulting Itachi that he must have been the one to do this. So Itachi, in tor- totally normal, uh, innocent people fashion, just beats the hell out of them very fast, um, and then is confronted by his father. And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna bow down to my father. I'm gonna like get in line with all of this uh, without uh, without getting in more trouble." And then he shoots a glance over to Sasuke and shows off that he has a different Aijutsu than he used to have. Yeah, and I actually, uh, when I was taking down notes for this, I saw on the Naruto Wikipedia page that, uh, or on the Narutopedia, uh, that this is, um, you see bits of this. I think this happens maybe later when Sasuke and Itachi see each other after the clan's been killed, but Itachi has the Mangekyo Sharingan, but when you see this flashback, and I think, in fact, it's the exact same footage that you've seen before, but they just edit it so that the Mangekyo Sharingan is in there. And it's mm. because when the original episodes aired that showed what happened to Sasuke's family, the manga had not made it to the point where the Mangekyo Sharingan had been created, and so they didn't have it yet, and then they put it back in. Yeah. Well, Fun anyways. trivia about yeah. how these stories are made. Yeah, so uh, one of the one of the great things that's also going to be happening in this flashback is that we're going to be seeing the very complex lives of these um these children that are forced into um, becoming a part of their clan tradition. Yes. And it is, it is one of those moments where I was watching this and all I could think about was just like, Oh, this is like the same thing Hinata was going through. Like this, this is so frustrating that it turns out that if you have a Aijutsu and you were a part of the leaf village, your life is going to be horrible basically from birth. Like Neji and Hinata are both like beaten down. And so is Sasuke and Itachi. It's just rough. I think we can justify this with the way that people act in universe. 
which is to say, so the, the their Aijutsu is a type of Keke Genkai, which is the Naruto uh, term for, they sometimes call it a bloodline trait. Essentially, when you're a ninja, you can learn different techniques, but Keke Genkai can't be learned. They can only be inherited. And so they are super special and extra extra important and the the clans that sort of pass those on from one person to the next are uh tend to do a lot of work to sustain that keke genkai um and you'll, you'll see lots of characters like kimimaro that we talked about recently who has a keke genkai from a clan that was wiped out because of that power um and so the uchiha and the um uh byakugan what what's their huga the yeah, Hyuga Uchi- clan, yeah. Yeah, the Uchiha and the Hyuga clan, they both have these ocular jutsu. And several times it's stated that ocular jutsu are like the strongest form of Keke Genkai, which makes a certain sense because they both let you kind of essentially cheat and get to have information and do things that you shouldn't otherwise, even if you had some super sick Keke Genkai, like super powerful, fast growing bones. You know, having information on what your opponent is going to do is arguably better in most situations. So yeah. uh, if you think about like the the insular protective of information kind of society and the kind of general hard acidness that comes uh, in a lot of battle anime, but especially uh, prevalent in the, the society structure of Naruto, it makes a lot of sense that these ocular jutsu kekegenkai families would be very hard on themselves and the world around them as a sort of inherited protectionism about their special thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the last big thing that we learned from the flashbacks from these episodes, which is going to lead us to basically the end of our coverage for this week, um, is that uh, uh, the the thing that gets you the Mengeko Sharingan um, is going to be murdering your best friend. Um, we find from flashbacks where uh, Naruto is talking about how much he cares about Sasuke and Sasuke admitting that they are friends. Those are quick flashbacks. You're not missing anything by missing those flashbacks because they are stuff you have already seen, just slower and with more uplifting music underneath them. Um, that uh, in order to become stronger and to gain this new eye ability, um, Sasuke is going to need to murder Naruto. Okay, so there's there is some really good buildup though in the flashback that we we skipped over. So there's this suspicion of Itachi and this kind of uh, this idea that he is somebody that you should suspect, and that perhaps Sasuke is being naive in not suspecting him or in rejecting the possibility that he could have killed this character. And part of that tension that that starts to build comes from the fact that we already know that Itachi kills all of these people very soon. Um, after this, there starts to be some tension between Itachi and his father. And um, we there's a scene where Sasuke like catches them having an argument late at night. And then they realize that Sasuke is there and they sort of berate him to go back to bed uh, before continuing to argue. And Itachi essentially starts to fall out of the graces of his father Um, Sasuke, in the meantime, is dealing with the idea that Itachi is the sort of special child that they love, and that Sasuke, by comparison, is a disappointment and a letdown, and that they are disappointed in him or by him. And he's going to float these concerns to his mom, who is going to be like, no, 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 your dad 
talks about you all the time and really, really cares about you. You know, he's kind of got this hard exterior, but like at night when we're, you know, settling down and kind of like talking to each other and reflecting on, on the day and on our lives, like you're the one that he is focused on. And uh-huh. um, he's also, that's where Sasuke is going to learn his fireball technique, which we also learn is the uh, signature technique of the Uchiha clan. He is not going to pick it up very quickly at this at the beginning. Like he's not going to come to it naturally, but he works really hard on it and uh, gets it down fairly fast. Um, and so he wants to impress his dad that way. And so there's all this stuff swirling in the background. Itachi is maybe a murderer and uh, is starting to conflict with the rest of the family. And then we get that scene that we have seen several times where he murders the entire clan except Sasuke and Sasuke encounters him this time. Like we said last time, the Mangekyo hadn't been invented yet, but this time he has it. He is going to use a technique called Tsukuyomi, which is basically a mental exhaustion torture technique to exhaust Sasuke. He is going to tell him that he's leaving him alive because he's not strong enough to justify killing and that Sasuke should, uh, should hate him and should devote his life to getting stronger and taking revenge on him. And he is also going to reveal the existence of the Mangekyo and that the conditions of getting it are killing your best friend. And all of these things make Itachi seem like somebody that we shouldn't have trusted from the beginning we saw him through the eyes of this kid, but if we had paid attention to what was going on, we could see that he was actually a much more, uh, much more of a, a potential troublemaker or um, cause for concern than the younger brother of that character was maybe equipped to see, and so it kind of leaves you with this this storyline of a character that we love because we're seeing him through the eyes of a character who loved him, but that it leads into this sort of pulling the wool over your eyes reversal where this character was duped by somebody that they should never have trusted in the first place. And it sets up the idea that Sasuke believes he needs to kill Naruto in order to achieve the next stage of power, which is his main goal right now. Yeah. And it, it, one of the things that it really, really levels into you with with these flashbacks and uh, with the flashbacks about the memories of Naruto and Sasuke um, is how complex of a character Sasuke is really going to le- be left. And I, I appreciate that so much because you are really going into the, ne- the next fight not knowing if you're... You're rooting for Naruto because you don't want him to die and he's a main character. But Sasuke, you understand what where he's coming from in this situation as well. Because like how much must it break you to be left with this thing throughout your entire life? And then we cut back to all those moments where he is trying to push everyone away from him. And now we're being told that the reason that he was pushing everybody away from him is because he didn't want to have to kill them because yeah. he came too close to them. There's it's also just horrifying to think of that. It's like, imagine growing up your entire life being told you can't have a best friend because eventually if you want real power, you're going to have to kill them. Yeah, and because your life is 
on a sort of inexorable path to needing to seek out more power. So it's something of an inevitability. Oh, it's just awful. Um, it's great. And adding to the awfulness, there's a really affecting sequence after the, the clan is murdered and Sasuke has this encounter with Itachi. Itachi then um, essentially knocks him unconscious and Sasuke wakes up in the hospital wondering what happened wondering if it was all just some horrible nightmare. And then he creeps out of his room and overhears two nurses talking about, oh my God, did you hear what happened to the whole family? And he's the only one that survived except maybe a brother out there somewhere. And he's like, oh shit, it was real, but you can tell he doesn't believe it. And then he goes back to the part of town where the entire Uchiha clan lived and is walking through the streets and he he has these hallucinations of people in his family that he's interacted with um, being there and reaching out to him. And they'll be like, Hey Sasuke, like, Oh, come get some bread or whatever the fuck the lady says. And, And he's like, Oh my gosh, you're here and you're alive. And it was a dream. And then it like flickers and goes away and he's alone. And then he like hears a noise in his house and he thinks it's his mom like opening or closing a door and he rushes in to find the empty room. And he is just like, he's devastated, but there's this like, not, not that short sequence of him being in denial and, and having this like childish, you know, hope and optimism that this was just some sort of elaborate nightmare. And that all of the information he's, he's hearing is, is being misunderstood and that this really didn't happen, but it did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really messed up way to end our coverage this week, but that's what happens. Um, And I gotta say, you know, as far as these episodes, I was disappointed by them because I wanted them to be the dope ass fight or at least have parts of it. And they really, really don't. Uh, They do fight a little bit. They trade a few blows. Naruto is definitely on the losing end of those blows. Um, But None of these blows are going to really matter because the fight honestly hasn't really started and everything that's happened in even the like crazy spiral chest punch that Sasuke lands on Naruto. I don't think it really matters as far as the fight that's about to happen. We're essentially going to start from square one once they start really going at it. Um, But yeah, other than that, they really don't fight at all. It is almost entirely flashback uh, contiguous story from start to finish. And that was a disappointment because it's not what I wanted, but uh, it was really good. It was really well done, and uh, I'm going to give it kudos. Yeah, that's a great way to stay in shape. It is a great uh, way to stay in shape. Let's go ahead and uh, stick with us after the credits, and we'll talk about what's coming on next time. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're covering Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 9 through 13, where Genki is introduced, Kuwabara gets his spirit sword, all on a mission to beat Rando. 
Like what? What kind? Like a rando? What? Uh, the rando. Like a like a rando like like a rando person or like the a... char- rando the character. Oh, so it's like a it's like a really random character. It's like no, it's rando. A rando like like if somebody is weird and is rando. You're weird. This is rando. Third base. 